Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Uh, this is John Wadsworth. Today is November 17, 2009. We are at PJ's Coffee and located on Airport Road in Slido, Louisiana. They have great coffee here. A very uh, warm feeling and hospitality. Uh, you need to stop by sometime. And uh, I, I have the privilege of talking to a young man by the name of Anthony Matsky. He's 13 years old. And um, his ministry, his New Life Ministries, he has produced a video recently. You can see it on YouTube. The name of it is Be a Voice. Uh, he produced it, directed it, wrote it, and uh, it, go to YouTube. And Leah's Challenge, look up or type in Leah's Challenge, and then scroll down to you see a handsome young man by the name of Anthony Maskey. Uh, and the title of the video is Be a Voice. How long is that video? Just about five minutes. About five minutes. And uh, it will uh, touch your heart. It will move you. It will, uh, the Holy Spirit will bear witness with it, uh, that it is the truth. And this is uh, uh, my privilege to speak to Anthony. I'm going to ask him about his ministry right now, and then we'll, I'm going to ask him some other questions uh, about him and his life with Christ. Uh, Anthony, um, how long ago did you do this video, Be a Voice? I would say just about at the beginning of this year. Okay. okay. And uh, it's been seen by 8,000, over 8,000 people yes. worldwide. And it's, uh, what other uh, uh, attention have you gotten about this uh, video? I was on 800 AM radio with Kathleen Benfield twice with her, the current word, radio show. 800 AM, what's the call letters for that, you know? I think that's WSHO. WSHO, WSHO that's it. Now that was his mother speaking, Amanda. So, um, uh, and so WSHO, 800 AM radio, and her name is? Kathleen Benfield. And the name of her show is? The Current Word. The Current Word. My show. And, um, okay, you was on there twice. Mm-hmm. And for what purpose? That was because this was just about right after I posted my video on YouTube for the Susan B. Anthony List Contest. That's what I made and entered it in for. It was a contest for kids to speak out in their generation and challenge them to, actually it was to speak out against abortion. That was the main, the main theme. Of your video? Or of the whole? Pro- that was of the whole, the whole contest. Really? Okay. That was to speak out against abortion. Okay. And I made the theme of my uh, video was to be a voice and speak out to your generation about um, abortion and being a voice. And it doesn't just have to be abortion, it could be anything. So, well, one day I was with my grandparents and my mom called me and she says, Anthony, y- y- y'all need to turn on the radio. Somebody was, somebody's talking about your video. What? Somebody's talking about my video. She says, yeah. Like, how, wait, how did you know this? She goes, oh, it's at 800 a.m. thinking, a.m. And me, I don't, I don't usually listen to a.m. It's like my, my radio is automatically on FM, like, all the time. So I'm like, a.m. It's like a horse and buggy. Yeah, y'all actually listen to that? <laughs> anyway, and she says, Miss Cindy Collins, she, she called me, and she said, they're talking about your video. And my mom called in, and they, they talked more about my video. They were talking about it because people kept calling in and saying, hey, this is, tw- this is 12-year-old on, on YouTube that did this video, and it's really cool. I'm not sure if they knew anything about the SBA list or not, the contest or, or anything, but that was cool, and Miss Kathleen invited us onto the show for okay. the first time. That was cool. 
Because I enjoyed that, and I look yeah. forward to some more opportunities. That was neat. Uh, let me ask you this. There's some other organization that you're a uh, part of. What is that? I'm a part of the ICC, the Institute for Cultural Communicators, and that is to help you to, I would say, not to be afraid to speak in front of people. Not just that, but to go out and like, go into all the world and, um, and speak. And that's joined with the NCFCA, the okay. National Christian Forensics Communication Association. Wow. Yeah. And that, what that does is that it puts your communication skills to the test. That the NCFCA puts on a number of tournaments throughout the United States for, um, we call it speech and debate tournaments, okay. because we also do debate. That's a whole different segment. But, yeah, it lets you go and... Where do you meet at? That could be all over the country. Do you have a churches. usual place, or it's through churches, mm -hmm. so it's a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. There's not really a usual place. We okay. just, it How do you all communicate? How do you connect, uh, get the word out? It's true, yes. Um, through we, email? Or? Yes, certainly through email. Email oh, wow. is a big thing in this. Well, okay. But in certain areas of the country. You have a website? The NCFCA does have a website, ncfca.org. N? N C S C A. Dot org. Mm-hmm. And what, what's, what's that stand for again? The National Christian Forensics Communication Association. Okay, and you're active in that. And you uh, competed in a debate. Yes. And how'd you do with that? Well, the way it works is that you can go to... There's several preliminary tournaments all over the country, and we call it breaking. If you do well and make it to the next round, so forth, you will end up breaking into the regional tournament. That's the regional, the regional invitation. And the regional, then you, if you win the breaking, then you go into the regional? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then if you win the breaking and at regionals, you will go to the national invitation. And that's, that's a big thing. Only 13% of all of the computers, the competitors, whoops, um, actually go to nationals. Did you go to nationals? Yes, I did. Okay. I didn't make it into the semifinals, okay. but it says something just that I made it to nationals. Absolutely. That's now, any Okay, they can go to this website, ncfca.org and uh, find out more information about this and probably get some videos of the debates and everything else, right? I'm not sure if there's videos on right. there. I don't think I've ever looked. I know there's some videos on YouTube. I don't know what to type in. You might, I don't know. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, they, they, they do, though, have um, certain links on the website where you can look up past, um, uh, what, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Results? for the other tournaments and who won and stuff like that. Yeah, they say who won in each category and stuff like that. And in every state, there's a couple of chapters where they have a club and we meet every week. Yeah, and so every Wednesday, tomorrow, we'll be oh. meeting in Covington is our chapter club. Yeah, it's called Stomp. And Anthony can tell you more about That's that. Stomp? We call our chapter Stomp. I thought the military was bad for acronyms. <laughs> Go ahead, what's that mean? Stomp stands for... Students testifying on multiple platforms. I really don't know who came up with that, but that okay. was that's pretty neat. I, I bet she has a military background. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> government, at least. Okay, so, and and what, where do you meet at in Covington? We meet which Presbyterian Church. Okay. Presbyterian Church in Covington. On a weekly basis. On a weekly basis on Wednesday. You, is this like a... a I'm thinking Toastmaster. That's always running through my head. Something like you do compete, uh, or you discuss. We just uh, yeah. We discuss. We discuss a lot. For like the first hour, we discuss on how people are going through writing their speeches, and we talk about what's coming up. Like oh, this is tournament that just came up. That well, that's going to happen here, and we all need to. If you're going to it, you got to get ready, and and we all we practice. We practice speeches too. We um, we have a certain part that we all get into groups, 
and we start talking about where we are in our speeches. And sometimes we'll, let, we'll practice and um, let our students tell us <laughs> it's as good as we think it is. You do this every week. Go ahead. Yeah, and every year they like to uh, find the community platform and either raise money for that particular organization or something like that. Uh, I think we're still looking for one this year, but last year we went to Fairhaven Children's Home yep. oh. in um, Covington mm -hmm. down Lee Road, and uh, we, we brought all the kids Christmas presents, and we they performed a bunch of speeches, and yeah, did some Christmas stories, stuff like that. I mean, the kids were just so happy. It just blew them away. So we were able to, you know, that's the whole point. They're teaching these kids how to stand up and speak, you know, so they can go out and reach, you know, their generation. And, and, and it's really, really neat. Uh, one, one student, not a member of our club, a member of a different club in the United States, actually their club raised money to save the life. Uh, she went online and found out uh, about children slaves in other countries, and they actually raised enough money in their group to set one free. Wow. I know, it was amazing. <clears throat> So I know it was absolutely unbelievable. So they're, they're really making a difference. Um, they have different aspects of it. Uh, apologetics is a big one, you know, where they teach the kids to defend their faith. And their faith. Yeah, and so they compete in that. They compete in apologetics. And um, Anthony's going to be competing in that this year. He was in it last year, but this year he's actually going to compete in tournaments with apologetics. And that's my main, you know, all the other speeches, you know, he could do those forever and have a good time, but I am very happy that he's doing apologetics because he'll be able to stand up in college and you know and everything and be able to say I'm a Christian this is why mm -hmm. yeah. good and I, I mean, I'm excited about that I, I, I agree with you that is something that's needed desperately today um, now you <clears throat> are on Facebook yes I am and uh, that is Anthony, A N T H O N Y. Yep. Okay, I spelled it right. And Matzke, M A T Z K E. And his mother also, Amanda, A M A N D A, Matzke, is on Facebook. And if you want to contact them and, and uh, communicate with them, that's a good way to do it. Um, so, what else are you doing? Are you homeschooled? Yes, I am. Okay. Homeschooling is amazing in, in my perspective because, number one, I think you learn better because there's not, in every class, no matter where you are, there's always the kid who just likes to mess with the teacher and pretend like he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on. Oh, can you, can, you, can you explain that again, please? I don't think I know this. And so some of the time you're not really getting what you should because other kids are cutting Being up. Distracted. And, yeah. So that's one reason why I like um, homeschooling. I also like it because it's fast. Fast. <laughs> I'm a fast learner. So yeah. normally, which is the reason why I can do speech and debate, I'm in homeschool and usually I'm, I get done with my schooling fast so I can concentrate on other things like my video and um, my speeches. Oh, what kind of curriculum are you using? We use mostly a Becca. Becca. Okay, so you're homeschooling, you're very involved in NCFCA, and you're also a, uh, have a ministry called New Life Ministries, and you put out a video called Be a Voice, and you're very active. Now, uh, where do you go to church? I go to church in Living Word. Living Word, and what, uh, how active were you, or what's your participation there? I... I am a part of the helpers group for the children's church. Oh, okay. Sometimes uh, we'll, we'll do the puppets, teach a Bible story to the kids, or we'll do a little drama skit and help teach uh, teach along with the teachers. You doing any missionary work through your church? No. Okay. Not, not looking. Not through the church, but not you do a missionary church. work through the other activities, mm -hmm. uh, NCFA, FCA. Yeah at STOMP, S-T-O-M-P, mm -hmm. and, uh, okay, so you're 13 years old, and you were born in where? I was born here, in Slidell. Okay, Slidell, Louisiana. Yep. And uh, you, uh, uh, your mother and your father, now, your father, uh, is that your biological dad? No. Okay, and you're... Your dad, that you call dad, 
is has adopted you. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Okay. And um, everything's okay. You're satisfied. You're settled. No problems with that. No problems. You don't with hate your dad or anything else no. like that. Okay. And he's a loving father. And, yes, he is. And um, you're you're uh, receiving it that way, not as a okay. I don't put words in your mouth, but, <laughs> but okay. And so, when did you become uh, a believer in Jesus Christ? I was brought up my entire life that Jesus is real and that he loves you, just like probably a lot of kids do. But I think it became so casual that I was just like, you know, it's just been like that my whole life. And yeah, I know, I know, I, I know Jesus is real and all that. But after a while, I realized. All my friends had something I didn't. Like they were like all overjoyed all the time. And so last 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 year, it was this year. This summer. Really Okay. Summer 2009. Summer 2009. Uh, we went to Beyond the Grave. That is an awesome. Would you call it a play or a production? <laughs> it's a play. It's um really awesome at, at Victory in New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, Beyond the Grave. There is some things that are good in New Orleans, huh? Victory, <laughs> yeah. okay. Beyond the Grave. That is one amazing, life-changing experience right there. And it was a play. Mm-hmm. Victory. It's about... I'm not entirely sure which, but it was, it was about these two kids that go into the school, and they, they end up shooting people, and they're asking, are you a Christian? And one of the... Um, the girl says, yes, I'm not a Christian, she ends up getting shot. But the point is, you could die any day. You don't, you don't know when you're going to go. So the big point is, if you were to die today, where would you go? Would you have your life straight? And so, so. I just laid this goodbye, so Hello. here you are. Okay. If you would die today, would you have your life straight and go to be with God? Or would you be in shambles and and go to be the devil? Okay, where's that place? That is hell. Oh, hell. Yes, hell. Okay, all right. It's a biblical word. Yes, it is. And I think I just thought about that. And at the end, they they have an altar call with where they say, "Have are are you are you right with God? Do you think today, if you died, that you would go to heaven?" And I kept thinking, you know. I've, I know the stories by heart. If somebody asks me, oh, tell me about this Bible story. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you all about this and all this stuff. But I always thought, I don't have a real relationship with God. So that night, I got saved, which I thought this was cool, because the guy that actually played with me was the bad guy in the play. That was the best thing in the world. Um, and after that, I remember we went to a pizza place after, because it was really late. I felt like I was on top of the world. It's like you're floating. And you feel so like you're free. You're on a cloud. You're just like, and you're not a care in the world. You left the burden, huh? Mm -hmm. The burden's gone. Uh, the weight's gone. That's you right. felt free. Mm -hmm. Liberated. That's now, right. what happened? You said the bad guy came and talked to you? Yeah. The bad guy in the play came and talked to you. I went and talked to him. I said, I don't think I had the, at the time, I didn't have the courage to go up there with everybody else. Yeah. And so afterwards... I went up to him and I said, I didn't I didn't go up with everybody else, but I know I don't have my life right right now. Uh, can you please pray for me? And he's like, oh man, sure. Apart from his his character, why he's the nicest guy. And um, so we prayed and that's when I man, it felt so wonderful. They they give you a little booklet on like so so you got saved. Now what do you do? And so it's, you know it always plays just go, go through your Bible and well, I'm working on reading the whole thing right now. That's a big book. When you when you prayed, you what did what what did you pray? Not not exact words, but why did you pray? Yeah, I know you said you're not right with God, and you weren't sure that you were going to heaven. Um, do you remember what you prayed? Not like physically. I I remember feeling like I was dirty. Okay. 
like really dirty. And I was just asking God, even while he was praying, and I was repeating, like, what most of them do. I was thinking, Lord, please, like, cleanse. I feel like I'm just, like, heavy with dirt. Uh, I, need you to, I need you to cleanse me. And that's, that's, that's what it felt like it happened. Just like a little kid, once, once they say, like, they're really dirty, yeah. they come in for a bath. They're gonna act so much differently when they come out of come out of the bath. They're always acting so happy, you know. Maybe it's because they just got out of the bath and they don't have to do it again. But they're, they're still happy and they know they're clean. And do you think? Uh, what do you think cleans you? The grace of God. Okay. Do you think the blood of Jesus Christ uh, yeah. was the application of that grace? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, excellent. So after that, you uh, felt clean mm -hmm. and. Excited, lighthearted, et cetera, yep. et cetera, and uh, and that was this summer, right? Yes. And okay, and what has changed in your life since that happened? Since that happened, I feel like I can tell anybody anything. Like if I went to my mom and said, "Hey, mom, I'm having trouble with this right now," I wouldn't be afraid to be like, "Did I feel dirty? I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell them that." Like, what are you talking about? But it, but now if I'm like having trouble with something, they're like, hey mom, I, I I need help with this, and she can pray with me, and I and I'll feel. It just feels so different than than not than being lost. It feels like you know the way, you know the way, and um, like it doesn't matter what happens to you. Okay, and so you can be honest with your mother, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. Uh, uh, to have a, a relationship with your mother that uh, that is honest and it's not no secrets, <laughs> right? And that there is uh, nothing you couldn't discuss. Right. And you know, and it's something that uh, I encourage parents to do is to uh, not well to respect your your children's questions, right. thoughts, and and reasoning, and to uh, not to blow it off as immature, uh, irrelevant, or shallow, yeah. but to to discuss it with them to a deeper level mm -hmm. of understanding. And you believe you can do that with your mother, right? yes, and your father, yes, same with my dad. Okay, now, how is your relationship with your your heavenly oh, through Jesus with Jesus? How is that? Sometimes I feel like. Like when I when I go read the Bible, sometimes it's like you can read the same verse over and over again, but then one night you can read that and get something entirely different out of it. Like God saying, "Hey, have you have you really thought about this? Well, I'm, I'm gonna show you something." And you're like, "Whoa, that's cool, God!" And you can just like, I feel like I can talk to him just like I would talk to a friend. Okay. Like God, you know, I'm doing, I'm I'm going around this right now. Lord, I just need you to do this with me and, and um, help me help me along this along this area of my life give you some insight. Mm -hmm. And so you're having a, a first name basis or a very a personal relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and by having this personal relationship with Jesus, you're able uh, to have other personal relationships with other people, mm -hmm. like your mother, yes. your father, your friends. Uh, and in that that sums up the whole Bible. According to the scriptures, you know, Jesus said, love God first and then mm -hmm. your neighbor. Uh, secondly, uh, in priorities, and by practicing your fellowship with the Holy Spirit through mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ and getting this reality of relationship, then your other relationships are easier to be real. Right. Um, do you think uh, your relationship with the Lord um, has mature to the most it can mature or do you think there's well I have only been really close to him for like a couple of months mm -hmm. so to me I feel like there's some things there's so much that I haven't seen yet okay and in the word huh right. even in the word good now uh, and I know that you're going to consult with your board about all the things and, and then your parents and everything else 
Um, you have your video ministry. Um, you also are involved with, with uh, communicating and debating. Um, what do you see? How are those, uh, or let's say, what are you going to be involved the most with, or what are you looking to, or what do you believe the Lord's leading you into a further uh, depth of activity with life? Well, I plan to do another video, like a sequel to Be a Voice, and kind of explain on how you can be a voice and what can be a voice to other people. Like, it doesn't. It, it doesn't just have to be you going and talking to them. It could also be your actions that might speak to them. Just like a hypocrite. If he says he's going to do something and does something else, what would that say to you? And I'm doing something along those lines as a speech this year in the NCFCA. And the whole... One of the things I said on Ms. Kathleen Spencer's broadcast is that it's not that I want to do all this thing and everybody like remember me and hey that's Anthony Maskey he did that video the whole point is changing lives there's so many people out there that have no idea what they're they're into and if you just change one life that's an accomplishment it's amazing yeah Jesus uh, changed your life mm-hmm a personal accomplishment, wasn't it? Right. And that's how God works. God wants to use us to communicate that okay. same love one at a time. Okay, is there anything you'd like to uh, say uh, uh, as we close out our, our time together? Um, I would say that once again, I would like to encourage anybody that's listening to go out and be a voice for not just only your generation, but anybody that's close to you, just to be a voice and speak up on the issues that some people may be struggling with or even that you're struggling with right now. Because there's so many people that don't speak up and they could have changed something amazing. One person can change so many lives. And that's that's the message I'm trying to get out. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, Amanda, anything you'd like to say in closing? Um, just pray for your children, because you know, um, you know, I got pregnant at 18 with him. You know, was very alone and everything, and uh, you know, I I decided to to have him, and I chose life. And he is now being a voice. He was a voice that that was not supposed to be here, and but he's here, and he was a survivor of the abortion holocaust. And he is making sure that everyone knows that. His video is all about that. It's about his testimony and how he's here now. And he's not going to be silent. And I'm, I'm really proud of him. And a lot of the kids in this generation need to do that. They need to stop being silent and stand up for what you believe in. And how close did you come to uh, not having Anthony? I, I, abortion was never an option for me because I knew it was murder. I was very educated on that. And um but I, I did come very close to looking into adoption and doing that. You know, I just wanted what was best, you know, for my child. But uh, I just really felt like God wanted me to keep my son. And there was a, you know, an ultimate plan and a, and a reason for that. And, um, and, of course, I'm seeing that now. <laughs> and there's a whole lot ahead of us. And I know that, too. Okay. Thank you, Anthony and Amanda. And, again, you can contact them uh, through Facebook. Uh, uh, is there any other uh, wait, let me see. You gave me your card, and if you gave me your card, then I'm able to. You wouldn't mind if I uh, read this phone number. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm gonna let you read it. <laughs> I can't make it. I the other side, it. you could probably see it better. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. My um, if you wanted to contact me, um, my phone number is nine eight five two nine zero two four one six. That's my cell phone number, and usually it's on all the time. So if, if you can't catch me, just leave a message, and I'll give you a call back. Um, in the email. Right. You can email me um, at amapzke4 at hotmail.com. Four. The number four. Number four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yep. And that's it. Thank you.
And obviously you can get in touch with Anthony that way too. Yes, sir. Uh, that was a good testimony. I hope everybody uh, um, uh, appreciated it and uh, benefited from it. Uh, I like Anthony. I like, he's, uh, he's 13 years old and he's a young man that is well ingrained in uh, being a voice for his generation and for my generation, which is a few generations from his generation, and um, uh, how it can benefit also parents. Get involved with your children and have them um, be active in the ministry of uh, sharing their faith, uh, no matter where it's at, no matter what level of uh, uh, conversation or, or it's at. Um, I do see that uh, someone called in and they would like to say something, and uh, that phone number is, uh, uh, well, it, it's, would that, I think that's Dave. Dave, would you like to make a comment? Sure. Um, th this is a, a very important issue. And I think while it's it's uh it needs to be addressed we don't need to be uh shy about it we need to have compassion and make a difference uh you know some sometimes when that doesn't work then the lord tells us to be more aggressive but we need to realize that when people are in the position of of, of desperation and, and and have thought of abortion what they need is to be encouraged to do right and 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 hope they don't need to be approached with uh with guilt because they got enough of that and there's enough of that in this world so you know we we need to uh to encourage folks to um to do the right thing and to get you know Give God the benefit of the doubt, and um, you know, certainly be a, a voice for for life and, and a voice for for uh, alternatives to to this. But um, have some compassion for the you know just just the <laughs> the screaming voices of of guilt and and. Uh, desperation that are going on inside that person at the time because uh it's not just it's not just the uh the baby that dies in an abortion it's it's part part of this person's um i mean you know what what, what would you call it their soul or uh they're they're going to feel guilty for the rest of their lives um, and and this this is a a chance to to do something right for the child and give give them a, a little hope. So just uh, we, we the accuser is the devil. We don't need to help him out, you know, because he he has he has all sorts of devices for putting us through through the, the, the mill and make it making us feel guilty and be accused. Um, what 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 we've got is is life and hope and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So certainly we don't want we don't want to be soft on sin, but we want to be heavy on hope. Amen. Well put. Um, what would you contribute the uh, the amount of abortions uh, that are done? If, why is there so many abortions being done? Um, if we have the message of hope, and we can uh, we can uh, freely broadcast that hope. Um, well, why isn't that? Well, it's it, it's a. Uh... It's got to be hit way before this, uh, because your theme is it's not about us; it's about Jesus, and and that's that's the biblical theme. And 
The problem is the world sees it as it is about us. It's my life, and and uh, this this baby is just uh, an inconvenience and in my way, and just just like a a wart that needs removed, and then I can go on with my life. And certainly, there's there's a lot to overcome with that. Um, so we, what we haven't done is we haven't won the battle in in saying that life is sacred and that um, the, the self sacrifice and and that we belong to the Lord and, and that that, uh, that Christ died for us and and bought us so He has in fact every right to life and every right to every breath we have as service because he has certainly stepped up to the plate, paid the price for our sin. So our life, I mean, he gave us the breath of life and he gave us eternal life. So, you know, who has a right to our life? It's not us. It's the Lord and he is Lord. So, um, and, and that's that's not like saying you have to serve the devil. We need to we need to understand that there's a difference between God and the devil. And serving the Lord is a privilege. And the other choice is serving the devil because we can't serve ourselves. We, there, when you serve yourself and try to please yourself and make it easy on yourself, then you're not serving the Lord, and you can only serve one master. And it, you. Serving yourself certainly never winds up pleasing yourself. No one's ever happy doing that, no matter how much money or, or whatever they make. It's um, The Lord is the only one that can give you the satisfaction that you want in your life because he made you, and he's the only one worthy of living for. Amen. And he's the only one that gives you life worth living. That's right. That's right. All the way up until our all the way up until our our deathbed. Every breath of life he's given us and we we really ought to use it to praise him and to serve him because he's worthy. No one else is worthy of that. Amen. No, 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 no. I want to make. Uh, I don't want to talk over you. Uh, make sure that uh, everybody benefits from what you're saying. Um, amen, brother. Yeah, and so the message is with all of the uh, <clears throat> Christians that we have in all of these different locations uh, of life uh, that in the government and everything else, all of these proclaiming Christians. Why don't they say exactly what you're saying uh, to influence uh, others that um, might not know Christ as well as they do uh, to influence them or to encourage them uh, to turn their their problem, um, uh, their unexpected pregnancy, over to the Lord? Well, why 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 are so many Christians so quiet? It would be their job. They're afraid of losing their job, their position, the embarrassment that they might not be accepted uh, by what they say. Why? Is it a lack of humility, John? Is it a lack of prayer? We've got to ask ourselves, because God told Israel, if my people will humble themselves and pray, you know, he'd heal their land. But, but, but you know, there's another part of that. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. You can't ex- expect to be influential if your if your your life is full of compromise. If 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 you as a politician or a leader or whatever, if they see compromise in in your life, and and you know they're they're not going to say, oh well, you know he's making a difference. He's for real. He's the pattern. Uh, his his God's for real. They're not going to do that if they. See if they see something, you know, if you think that if you think that the devil has your ear in making you feel guilty as a Christian, 
how much more so for someone who's in the world? So we're we're yeah. being accused daily, and we we need to turn from our wicked ways and give God the benefit of the doubt. You know, let God be true and every man a liar, including me and the little voice in my head that thinks that it's God. God is not a a little secret voice in your head. He's not uh, your your imaginary friend. If we don't read the Bible and pray and listen and and uh, you know open ourselves to God's influence. We can't expect to be influenced. We're just going to be polluted. Yeah, that's what we were uh, uh, talking about last hour about the uh, heart. And to think that um, uh, Jesus says, now uh, <clears throat> take in through your mouth that defiles the person, it's what's in the heart. And what comes out the mouth that uh, defiles, uh, from the heart that defiles the person. And, and to think that. Uh, <clears throat> that uh, once a person uh, becomes a believer, um, that all of a sudden their heart is uh, uh, wiped clean, uh, they're deceiving themselves. Uh, and that's according to 1 John chapter 1. Um, verse, verse 8 says, uh, if you don't think you sin, you deceive yourself. So there's this, this heart that is full of uh, still sinful ways of thinking and, uh, and living that has to be confronted and, and, and cleansed by the Holy Spirit and, and strengthened in their relationship with the Holy Spirit, and there's more. Like you were saying, the praise of God um, and, and, a, and through prayer uh, of a personal praise to God, which will uh, give a backbone to a believer so that no matter what environment they're in, um, how unpopular it's going to be, how unpolitically un- correct um, their life and what's in their heart is going to be, they're going to have the strength, the backbone, the boldness to say, right. uh, Jesus loves you. Uh, that, that's a child inside of you. And uh, why, why don't we uh, pray about it? Uh, let's talk about it. And, and, and uh, I remember one lady at, uh, I was working at a uh, shipyard now. I was in the office and, uh, this lady had this verse on her desk, and uh, and I just commented. I said, "Yeah, that's, I, I enjoy that verse. That's, I, I like that verse." She says, "Yeah," and, I, and uh, something about praising God. I said, "Well, you must praise God a lot." She says, "Oh, no, 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 no. He's probably mad at me right now, and he won't talk to me." I said, uh, "No, <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> um, if there's anything, um, if, if if you're doing something wrong." Uh, God wants to hear from you most definitely. He most definitely wants to hear from you when you think he won't listen to you. Um, and, and, and I think there's that guilt, like you were saying, that people feel that, that, that thinks that cuts them off from God hearing them and, and God talking to them. And, and the only thing that stops a person from being heard from, uh, from God is uh, them not talking. Uh, God's willing to listen. And like David said in Psalm 51, uh, have mercy on me uh, according to thy loving kindness. Uh, David didn't say, hey, are you listening? David knew God was listening. David had to come to the grips of, of uh, acknowledging his guilt um, and stop trying to hide it, stop trying to stuff it, uh, and, and thinking that because he was the king and he had done so many right things and he was in a, such a... a um, a, a position that God ordained to be in, therefore he could do no wrong. And, and this little thing that he did does not measure up to uh, any big thing. Uh, but God confronted him, and so God, he tried to run from him and didn't think God was listening to him. Um, much more the case um, when, we're, we're, when we're full of guilt, that's when God definitely uh, is ready to hear from us. Oh, certainly. God's, God's always ready to hear. Um, that we, we've got lots of warnings. One that comes to mind is uh, husbands, 
not bitter against your wives, that your prayers be not hindered. You know, uh, I'm sure God is not interested in hearing us pray about uh, how somebody else needs help when 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 we're not listening to Him. I mean, what, do you want to do you want to listen to somebody that shut you out? Of course not. And uh, but but that's probably not the biggest effect that it has when we. Um, when we quit listening to God, we, we normally quit talking to him, too. And that's what that lady was saying, that she had quit for the most part because of her guilt and her unwillingness to face her sin and quit talking to God because she was doing the same thing Adam and Eve were doing, hiding in the garden. Now, gar- in the garden, God was one that sought out Adam and Eve and said, Adam, where are you? And confronted him. Uh... But, you know, the, the whole thing was they, they hid. They were guilty. And, you know, we've got, we really got to encourage people to uh, confront sin and, and be honest and, and call God true and themselves a liar and um, realize that God has good things for us and we're the ones that messed it up and we need to, to allow him to help us. Because he's 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 the only one who can straighten us out. He made us. And he fixed us. Amen. Well, brother, I'm gonna uh, close out right now. Uh, we'll close our program out, and uh, and if anybody would uh, has any other uh, comments they'd like to make, uh, please do so. They're uh, called in and listening. And if not, we're going to go ahead and close it out. And I want to encourage everybody to be a voice. Um, here's a young man that's 13 years old um, that is proof that Satan's a liar. Uh, man, uh, in his best attempts, is uh, failed. And we need Christ. In a, in a loving way, a compassionate way, as Dave said, a compassionate way to tell them that God loves them. They might be guilty, they might be ashamed, but that's, as, as Dave again referred to the Garden of Eden, God sought Adam and Eve out. God sought them out. So don't think you've done something too bad that God won't listen to you. This is the time that you need to turn to God and allow him to forgive you and to cleanse you and to renew a relationship with him, a stronger relationship than you had before. So uh, God bless you, and we're going to close out now. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Thank you for listening. This is Whitestone Relationship Recovery Radio, recovering the Christian recovery community from the influence and worship of other gods that are contrary to to a total worship and confession of our lovely Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Visit our website at whitestoneministries.net. You can view our website for videos, audios, and literature that are free for you to watch, read, or listen and download. Thanks to all that listen and support Whitestone with their prayers and financial support. You can support us by going to whitestoneministries.net or write to us at Whitestone Fellowship, Post Office Box 292, Pearl River, Louisiana, 70452. If you are interested in receiving Dr. John's Christ-centered recovery program that he has been living himself for over 20 years, go to our website and donate $20 or more or send or check your money order to Whitestone Fellowship at Post Office Box 292, Pearl River, Louisiana, 70452. The program consists of three and a half hours of teaching DVDs and an accompanying workbook. You can also join our aftercare program by emailing Whitestone from our website, and the administrator will contact you about further requirements. Tune in for our daily devotions from my 
<clears throat> utmost for his highest at 1.30 p.m. Saturday at 9.30 a.m., Whitestone Seminary will be broadcasting as the students discuss assigned passages of Scripture. You can listen in or enroll. If you are interested in enrolling Whitestone Seminary, please go to our website and email us and give us a brief explanation of your desire to study with us, and Whitestone's administrator will contact you with your admission. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, 8 a.m., we will be uh, studying Psalm 51 and how to overcome uh, strongholds in our, in our life that, so that Christ can give us the victory through different things that bring us out of destructive behavior. 9 a.m., Christian celebrity testimony. Somebody uh, that's a Christian is going to give their testimony. All Christians are celebrities. Tuesdays at 7 p.m., we'll meet for our weekly church fellowship at Emmanuel Baptist Church where uh, our fellowship is a recovery fellowship focusing around Christ in his delivery for us. Come visit with us. It's at 12 Shorty Burgess Road in Nicholson, Mississippi. If you need directions, go to our website where you can click on a, uh, a link that will give you a big old map of uh, where we're located. Love to see you. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.